You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions. Direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute. With today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Good morning once again, Rain Mastery Partners. Great job dialing in live this morning. You have honored your commitments by taking action to be here live. I'm your host, Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network, and proud to be your host today. The message you are about to hear today will start your week off in the right direction. So let's jump right in. And if at all possible, make sure you have yourself a pen and paper handy, and let's please help welcome Mr. Richard Dolan. Good morning, Rich. Hey, Hey, I'm doing well. Look at us talking all over each other. That's what happens with all this enthusiasm, huh? (laughs) I hear you. Uh, it's unbelievable. Good to hear your voice. We had a great long weekend there, and I'm really happy that we uh, got a, yet another call this week. And, you know, as we were just chatting right before we got on this line, you know, it's important for us to really identify with uh, members, our partners, coast to coast, around the idea of, you know, what it really takes to understand the powers of the compound effect. Uh, you know, whether it's with money or whether it's with effort or whether it's with an attempt or whether it's with trying something new, you know, the principles of, of, of steady as she goes, the tortoise wins the race. It's really something worth worth noting. And, um, you know, I want to share with everybody a story that was shared with me by, by actually Tony Robbins and, and the, the chief and editor of uh, Success Magazine. And they were talking about the magic penny. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. So if you're taking note, take note of the numbers here that kind of comes out to illustrate the power of really small steps to create big changes in your life. You know, imagine for a second, if you had a choice between taking $3 million in cash, this very instant, and a single penny that doubles in value every day for 31 days, what would you choose? Now, of course, I don't know about you, but when I first heard this story, I jumped at $3 bucks, right? And if you haven't heard this before, follow the money, because you've got to really see um, why it might be so hard to believe that choosing the penny will result in more money in the end because it makes and takes so much longer to see the payoff. So take a look. You see, if, if you took uh, the cold, hard cash, and let's just say Russ here, he were to go the penny route. On day five, Russ has 16 cents, right? You, however, have 3 million bucks. But by day, day 10, uh, it's $5.12 versus uh, you know, the 3 million bucks. Now, how do you think it feels, by the way, at this particular point for Russ having three million bucks? Pretty darn good, right? You're, uh, you know, Russ is probably spending his millions, enjoying the heck out of it, loving his choice, right? But after the 20 full days with only 11 days left, that penny has grown to about $5,243. Now, you got to think to yourself, you know, Russ is still feeling pretty good, right? Three million bucks, we've got 11 days to go, and I'm only worth five grand. But the reality here is watch this. The invisible magic of that compound effect starts to become, well, kind of more visible. And the same small mathematical growth improvement each day makes that compounded penny now worth, check this out, write it down, here it comes, $10,737,418.24 on day 31. That's three times the three million bucks that Russ took. Now, just to round it down, I won't even bother rounding it up. That's $10 million, almost 11. So in that example, we can see why consistency over time is so important. You know, on day 29, you've got $3 million. Penny Lane has got $2.7 million. So it isn't really until day 31 that you actually accelerate that by $5.3 million. 
and that isn't until the very last day of that month-long ultra marathon that you know Russ in this particular case you know blows blows himself out of the water thinking my god I took 3 million while you've got 10 million plus so what's the magic in this what's the point in all this well you see there's something to be said about understanding the force of the compounding effect the force of understanding that what might be invisible in fact will be visible no different from growing a tree or growing a fruit or planting something in the ground or watching your children grow all those little things that you know are going to add up over time are quite invisible to you so I want you to make some notes of something there's three things you've got to understand it comes down to your choices your behaviors and your habits the quality of your choices, the quality of your behaviors, and the quality of your habits, if you were to measure them, even over a period of time, let's even call it uh, 12 months, 25 months, even 36 months, you will notice that there is a difference in income, in health, in relationships, in happiness, and even success, whether in real estate or anything you do, that if you were to remove or put in place one small thing that's a positive thing, you will see that in a compounding effect, that will take form in your own way. You see, as it was once said, the beauty of the compound effect is in its simplicity. You see, you've got to notice how over time the results might be intangible, but in time they become quite visible. So the behaviors all along the way are exactly the same, but maybe your habits change or maybe some choices change, and that's where the massive differences are. So the phrase I want you to really write down and get from this whole idea around the magic of the compound effect is really hard work. You know, the most challenging aspect of the compound effect is that we have to keep working away for a while, right, consistently and efficiently before we can uh, begin to see the payoff. You know, what comes to my mind is when you look at our grandparents, you know, they knew this. Although they didn't spend their evenings glued to the TV watching infomercials about how to give uh, you know, a, a great uh, pedicure or, or, or how to get thin thighs in 30 days or a, a real estate kingdom in six months. You know, I bet even your grandparents worked six days a week from sun up to sundown using the skills they learned in their youth and repeatedly uh, throughout their life. You know, they knew the secret was hard work, discipline, good habits. You know, it's interesting that wealth tends to skip a generation. You know, overwhelming abundance often leads to a, a lackadaisiness uh, mentality, which brings about, uh, well, a real sort of uh, laxy-daisy lifestyle. You know, children of the wealthy are especially susceptible to this. You know, they weren't the ones who developed the, the discipline and the character to create the wealth in the first place. So it takes and makes sense that they may have the same sense of value for wealth or understand what's necessary to keep it. But we frequently see this entitlement mentality in children of royalty or movie stars, even corporate executives, and even to a lesser degree in children and adults everywhere. So the reality here is that understanding what it takes to really get something going isn't to think for a second that your results or your success in real estate can come at the cause of putting it into a microwave oven. You know, in 30 seconds and it's cooked to a core. You know, nothing that comes easy is tasteful. It isn't. Just think about the greatest home-cooked meals that you've ever had. They never were zapped in a microwave or came out of the freezer and warmed up in an oven. That stuff took time. It took time because every second, every minute, both of preparation and both of the way in which it was prepared and delivered requires time. So when I listen to folks who have 
a little bit of dissatisfaction with the idea of this performance technology, this framework of leadership, this whole conversation around results and generating actions and being responsible for your behaviors around what you know in real estate, you know, all I'm hearing is that there's resistance to that, then there's an insistence on the lack of all of that. You see, if you resist the idea of growing yourself to be accountable and to expand and to realize the goals and expectations you had for yourself in real estate, if you have a resistance to getting the help to realize those things, then maybe those things that you thought really were important to you really, well, aren't. And if they are important, but you sense resistance or upset around the idea of being called out to perform and to do it, then just consider for a moment that perhaps that upset has nothing to do with what we're teaching. It has a lot to do with the fact that maybe you're just not doing. So it's easy to hide out in the idea of research and analysis. But if not applied, if not put into place, where would you be then? Like, what power would Don Campbell have with all the education and all the research and all the books that he's written, or even Russell, for that matter, and even myself, for that matter, if none of what we're teaching was ever applied? So the idea here is this. You've got to understand that it takes time to build a real estate portfolio, a real estate investment business, a professional life to brag about, or a personal life that will stand the test of time. But it can, in a matter of minutes, be wiped away by indecision, a lack of good behavior, the choice of poor habits, and the absolute inclusion of just downright lackadaisiness. I'll share with you in closing the following story. I remember having gone to a restaurant, frequented mostly uh, in my southern office. I would go to this one restaurant. It was unbelievable, always packed, always great. The service was impeccable. The manager was always there, and the food was predictably excellent. Well, what happened was they just really hit a certain pinnacle. And in time, what happened was I think people got a little complacent. You know, the uh, waitresses got a little snickery. Uh, the host wasn't always so, well, welcoming. The food was hit and miss. And sure enough, in 18 months, within about 18 months, that restaurant that was always standing room only, you had to wait in the line, you couldn't even make a reservation, shut down. So what's the point? The point is that it takes so much time to really build something worth having a staying power. But it only takes a matter of minutes, if not a matter of months, to lose it all. And how you lose everything that you've got will come down to the choices, behaviors, and habits that you create. So the idea for this call this week was very simple. Let's kind of consider that for a moment, there might be some excuses that you might be clinging on to, whether or not you're not smart enough or there's no experience or you have the wrong upbringing, whatever it might be. Decide to make up in hard work and personal development to outcompete anyone, including your old self. That's what you want to do this week. Decide to really make it all up in some hard work. Commit yourself this week to learning either one thing new or taking one thing that you have learned and put it in place as if you're competing with your old self. Now, what you also want to do is list a few areas, maybe skills, maybe even outcomes, where you have been the most successful in the past. I want you to think about that. Consider whether you could be taking those for granted and are not continuing to improve and are therefore in jeopardy of having that complacency lead to future failure. You know, when we ask anybody in the, the rain world, you know, how hard was it to get to your first property? They will go on for hours to tell you how difficult it could have been. Some, on most times, will give you maybe a good explanation over a matter of minutes. 
But over time, it just started getting, well, easier. Why? Because there is a process in place of repeatability. But what I would like to say, a conditioning. Getting conditioned to do great things takes time, and you've got to do the hard work. So with the principles of the compound effect, the theme of this week's call, I want you to look at what kind of excuses will you be able to overcome by making it your goal to compete with your old self, to do something great this week by implementing something you knew that you've learned. And number two is list a few areas, skills, or outcomes where you've been most successful in the past. And just ask yourself if you've been taking those for granted or undermine them in any way, shape, or form. That way, as you go and begin to seek and grow your personal mastery, you always will know that you've come from a good substance of it in the past. Back to you, Russ. Rich, is it okay if I take the penny that doubles a day and the $3 million too? I like the word and. You know, that's, that's, that's the sound of a great joint venture partner right there. <laughs> Wonderful message today, Rich. It's all Thank about you, our choices, behaviors, and habits, and it takes time to build an empire. Wonderful message to start the week off. Rain Partners, next call will be the same time with the same dial-in numbers next Monday. As always, if you have any questions about this, anything you're learning in the Mastery Program, and all those real estate questions you have, you have resources at your fingertips at the Rain Office, one 824 7346 I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network. Talk to you same time next week. Have yourself a masterful week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider Podcast, a bold look at reality. Share the reality.